The following is a presentation of Real Racing USA. Hey, David. David yes. Rogers. Welcome to Inside Florida Racing. Nice to be able to talk to you again. Thanks for having me. Well, I heard you had a big weekend up at the Snowball. Yeah, had a had a good weekend. I've had big weekends up there before, but a lot of them weren't good weekends. Well, why don't you tell us what happened? Well, we um, actually we we went and we took a uh, totally different type of car. Uh, a friend of mine, Dana Ebersol, um, has been talking about building a race car for like he said he's had it in his head for about eight years now, and um, he finally got time and a little bit of money and we put a put a car together that's a totally different type of race car i mean it's just got some really unique ideas and some stuff that really showed good at um at pensacola at the derby because the you know pensacola doesn't have a whole lot of grip and uh this car was built to to have grip in it and it does uh probably one of the best driving race cars i've ever driven and uh you know everything worked real well for us it, it we had a good smooth week as you'd have it up there you know you're you're gone for a long time a lot of a lot of cars and a lot of going on and um qualified as good as i've ever qualified up there and then um as far as the race goes we ran as good as we've ever run and this this past race was my 25th start we've been up there a lot more than that but um uh for whatever reason didn't make a few of the races and what have you but um this was my 25th start and uh actually my second best finish so come out real good for us go ahead rob we finished uh well we actually finished seventh and then after the uh inspections at the end of the race uh they they tech pretty hard up there um actually the the guy that won the race they threw him out uh over a um actually a brake cooler issue and so we ended up finishing sixth well so uh tell us a little bit more about this car you know uh you hear a lot about you know pensacola and uh it, it, like you said having traction issues and uh you don't need a bunch of horsepower there and this and that so uh, what is it about the car that you had well it just it's got some just some ideas in it that you know it's not like anything you've ever uh that i've ever really seen before uh the 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 front end's built built differently than than the conventional car if, if you just walk up and look over the fender um doesn't really look a lot different till you get to looking and um like the the frame rails in the front it doesn't have a have kick ups it just it's straight the the lower a frames go over the top of the frame rails um then then the uppers it has a the car's built with big springs. It's built with five-inch springs, that and the shocks are separate, so it's not a coilover type car, which is a car I've always liked as far as being real easy to work on. And um, the Dana builds his own suspension pieces too, so the upper A frame's a pretty wide piece, so the frame, uh, so the spring and the the uh, shock both fit inside of the. Uh, the upper, um, pretty neat piece. So I mean, it worked out good, like you said. Now, does this guy strictly just make uh, make chassis at, at like and, and let guys like you use them, or does he sell these things to other people, or what? Well, 
Well, actually, the, this, his whole idea is to get into the chassis business. This is the first one he's ever built, um, the, the first car that, you know, we he had some interest in people talk to him about at the Derby about about purchasing one, you know, and he's, um, <clears throat> you know, he's planning on planning on building the cell. Uh, he hadn't really got <clears throat> real far along because it was such a dream for him to build that, build the car that, you know, um, when he built it, uh, I think he was extremely surprised that that it worked as good and as simple as it is as it did so uh you know now he's going to have to have to decide does he really want to be a a car builder or not because he had enough interest the other day that if he you know if he gets to market it himself and the the chassis i think he'll be be able to do it um he's not wanting to build a lot of cars he's not wanting to mass produce them he's wanting to build basically you know hand build each car and and uh i think the 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 car showed a lot of potential. You know, it helped a guy like myself that um, that all this new soft spring coil bind and all that stuff. Right. Old timer like me has trouble trying to get a feel and trying to get an understanding of uh, everything that I've learned over the the past about thirty years. The last five years is kind of like I didn't know what I was doing. You know, <laughs> so but this car this car was is real simple. Uh, it it has the soft setup under the front end um to be honest with you we ran it at uh the first time we tested it was at speed world and we got rained out and then i ran it a couple races at new Smyrna, um and then then the derby and we've not changed the front springs on the car at any race you know we've changed some rear springs and some some trailing or uh, some upper link angles and stuff like that, but basically that's what we've done to it, and it works seemed to work really well at at, at all three of those places. Sounds very interesting. I'd like to check that car out. Well, we, we've got it at my shop, and um, I'm sure the next time we'll run it, it'll probably be the uh, the Red Eye. I imagine that's the at New Smyrna. That's probably their next race we'll run it at, but. Um, uh, anybody that's at a racetrack anywhere around or at, around my shop or whatever, they're welcome to stop by and look at it. It's a unique piece. It's just like I said, it's not it's not something that's scary looking. It's just pretty pretty simple built car, which makes it real good for me. I think we're gonna have some pictures of it. Uh, Michael Fedig is gonna send us uh, some shots of your car from uh, uh, the Snowball Derby, and uh, we'll have them on uh, Carnac Real Racing USA and all that. And uh, David. Uh, you know, you had to have a great weekend. You didn't even get involved in any of that controversy going on, man. Well, you know, the controversy up there, the, you know, um, the, the the Bryants, when they took that racetrack over, they've they've done an awesome job. Every year that we go up there, it's it's actually better than the year before, which is hard around racing. You know, they, the racers themselves throw, the, throw them a bigger 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 curveball with the getting bigger haulers and all that but they they do a great job of getting us all in and getting us parked and you know i don't know what the final tally of cars numbers total was there but you know 140 cars and they get them through tech in one day and they tech all of us the same and you know they they treat you like a grown-up and they treat you like um like you've got a little bit of sense for being there you know they tell you things that are wrong they don't you know 
scream and holler at you or whatever, but they tell you, you know, this is wrong, that's wrong, and it's got to be fixed before qualifying. You know, you can you can do whatever you want to do, but they tell you what needs to be fixed. They don't miss, you know, I, I've, I've read some of the stuff and heard some of the stuff about the the brake coolers that, well, they should have checked. Well, they did check it. I, I personally know they they told several people, you don't run blowers. You, if you want to leave the blowers on the the brakes, unhook the wiring. Don't have them hooked up. You can't run them. They're against the rules. They're not in the rules. And, you know, and if you get caught after you've been told and after you've been warned, then it's not the racetrack's fault. It's yours. And I'm glad that they, you know, it's hard to, hard to get thrown out of a, you know, a, a, a big, a biggest race as that is. And, you know, the $20,000 to the, to the kind of people that won that race, it's not really the, the money, it's the prestige. But, you know, if, if you're wrong, you're wrong. And I think that's how racing needs to be. And it needs to, you know, that they, they need to, to be a precedent for, for all the racetracks around. I think you're right. I think consistent teching at all tracks for all classes and series um, keeps things above board and fair and um, a level playing field. And, and then, and then, you know, fans and they don't don't get into it so much about what's happening. But it let the it lets the drivers know that when they win, don't don't start yelling. You know, they must be a cheater because. Everyone's been through tech, and everyone's been checked. Goes tenfold for something like the Snowball Derby with the visibility and the high profile and the, just the, the whole deal about the snowball, right, Dave? Right. You know, and, and, and you got so many people there from from all different different types of racing and, and, and the whole thing like that. Yet uh, Ricky Brooks, you know, he's, he's scary to me because – when you roll your car up there, you better know you have done your homework and done it right because he's going to throw you out and he's going to tell you it's wrong if it's wrong. But on the positive side of that, he's been their tech guy and for a couple years now, and <clears throat> their fields are getting bigger and bigger because that's the kind of people, if you're a real racer, you want to go and compete with the best there is. But you want to compete with the guys that are straight up. Yep. You know, you don't want to go to to have some guy come in and be able to just because he's got a lot of money be able to buy stuff and and cheat his way through and buy his way through the, you know, politic his way through the through the tech end of it. And and I really feel when you go to go to the derby you're getting the best you can get. I'm sure there's guys up there that run traction control. Traction controls a big issue in short track racing, I don't think they can catch it. Personally, I, you know, um, I don't think there's there's a tech guy out there that can find the traction controls that they have. But besides that, the majority of the things are teched and teched properly at that racetrack. Yeah, and when you when, the last, go ahead, Rob. Hey, David, you're you're lucky that you didn't win that race because they probably wouldn't have liked your newfangled car. <laughs> Well, just to show you, I called I called Ricky um, when I saw the car myself. I went, "Oh man, I don't know if he's going <laughs> to like this." You know, there's nothing in the rules that says you can't do what we did. Right. Yeah. But that doesn't make it right. Right. So, it, so I called Ricky and I told him exactly what the car was. The the man was smart enough that he didn't say 
yes or no. He said, David, I'm going to have to sleep on this one. So he said, I'll call you back tomorrow. And I'm thinking, oh, gosh. So he didn't call me back by, he said, I'll call you back by lunch tomorrow. Well, at about 4 o'clock, I called him, and I said, oh, gosh, you didn't call me back, so I hope your sleep wasn't a nightmare over this car I told you about. And he goes, no, no. He says, he said, if all the numbers that, he said, I haven't seen the car. He said, but if all the numbers that you told me, because he was smart enough, he asked for A-frame measurements, links, and measurements right. from the center of the motor, and he knew what to ask me to, to make sure the car was straight up and it wasn't some uh, crazy wombat thing to bring him, you know, that, that would have caused him grief. And right. and he said, David, if, if the car is the way you've explained it to me and all the numbers are the way, I don't see you having a problem with the car. We were probably the sixth or seventh car in tech of the 140. He definitely (laughs) rolled under and over and in and out of the car, and he said, well, it looks like you didn't lie to me on all the numbers, and I don't see anything wrong with the car. So, you know, I wasn't, that part of it, I wasn't, you know, um, I was real worried about it when he he saw it. I was like, well, because it's, it's different, but just because it's different doesn't mean that he's going to throw it out because he knows he knows racing and he knows right and wrong. And, you know, if if he puts it in the rule that it's wrong and you do it, that's the people that he throws out. Well, that's cool. So, so you'll be at the field up. So, so, David, you'll be at the uh, at the uh, red eye at uh, New Smyrna on January 3rd. As a matter of fact, we have one more guest left. We're going to talk to him here in just a few minutes, and that is Joe Lewandowski from New Smyrna Speedway, who's going to tell us the details. That that'll be your next race, huh? Right, I think so. All right. Well, man, it's been a it's been a pretty uh, pretty good year for David Rogers. Well, we you know we didn't race as much as we'd like to. Hopefully, Joe can can get them together over there at, at you know the New Smyrna bunch and. And Speed World, and you know, there's a, there's a couple of good rumors going around that they might go back and really have super late model racing again. Um, that'd be a good thing for David Rogers. If it happens, it'll be great. And if not, you know, we'll we'll figure out something to do and somewhere to race because you know, getting there up in the years, and I, I don't want to be forced into retirement. That's what I keep telling them at New Smyrna and. Speed World, you guys are forcing me to be retired. You know, people are asking me when I go to Pensacola, well, David, I didn't see your name a lot. How many races did you win this year? Well, I only won one. Oh, man, you had an off year. I said, oh, well, we only run eight. <laughs> right. Yeah. You tell uh, me you were the driver of the month? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's hard to tell them. tell them that. They go, driver of the month, big deal. You didn't race but once in three months. <laughs> That's cool, David. All right, man. Thanks a lot for taking some time out tonight, and congratulations on a good time up there and a great run up at the, the Snowball Derby, man. Thanks for having me, good guys. Bye, David. Great show. Thank you. Uh-huh.